money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. I got my new glasses on today. They're not new. I got glasses on today because we were reading and I can't read without the glasses. He can't read without he's getting old. Welcome to the show where Dave and Reb talk about Dave's eyesight. No, no. Dave and Reb talk about the The hard hard issues issues around money. money. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, If you're on YouTube, you get to see us. We're wearing matching our face. More than enough swag. We are. So just, it's just, like our face. T-shirt. Even if you're not on YouTube, if you're driving, don't go to YouTube right now, but check out the uh, podcast on YouTube at uh, Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb because you get to see the happy face. Okay. More than enough okay, swag. Okay, but we're here's the thing. We're we want you to respond and call us or email us or Facebook us. I'm just coming up with this idea. If you know why we're wearing a face on our front of our shirts. Oh, well. And if you know this and you call or email or send us a message on Facebook, we will put your name in a draw and you'll win something. I'm just making this up as we go. I wonder so. what you'll win if you're on YouTube. You see. Oh, yeah. You might to, to, you might uh, win a T-shirt. You might win some more well, than we'll, enough swag. We'll so. see. Yeah, more than enough swag. That's what you'll get. Anyway, you tell us why we're wearing these T-shirts. All right. And, uh, you know, a prize and there is a right answer. There, there is, is a right answer. answer. It's not just because I needed to wear a shirt today or there was no laundry. <laughs> no, it, that kind of thing. There is a reason no, we so, have this. Yeah. On. And our coaches cannot... You're not allowed to submit a, a Okay, a here's response. the disclaimer. Anybody who's uh, involved or connected to more than enough cannot be. Anyways, I don't know how they Anyway, do that. okay. So another funny thing. Um, I have wait a minute. To- wait a minute. What? Before you, you do the funny thing, I just want to back the show up a little bit because the reason the show <laughs> is here today is because of Brent Vandermeer and, and the good folks at uh, Crosspoint Financial. He may and, not want to sponsor us anymore when he actually listens to these. Sure he will. So, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, you Brent. Crosspoint we, Financial. We really appreciate it. Go so. to them to find out about what to do with all your extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Especially, actually, I'm going to just say this, especially in these times we've talked in this podcast and show numerous times about fear around finances. And, and often we talk about it in the context of cash flow. But uh, I know that 2022 was not a great year in terms of the investments that you might have. And you might have some questions or you might have fear or concern or you might think that your mm-hmm. future is slowly draining away. Um, that's when you need to have a trusted advisor. And, and Brent that's is true. one of those people that yeah. we just love. So if, if, uh, if you've, you've got some fear and concerns around there, uh, reach out to Brent and the people at Crosspoint, or uh, I will say, or your financial advisor, if you have someone advising, if you don't, then you need to reach out to Brent and, and yeah. his team. Yeah. Um, so what I, Dave, just before the show, Dave says to me, um, as we were talking through some of the things that we're talking about today, he says to me, oh, I hear that once a week. I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah. I'm like, you're, you're exaggerating. He said, no. People come into my office and say, well, I just want to win the lottery. Then all my financial problems will go away. Now I'm going to pause. 
Mm-hmm. Anyone listening? Have, have you ever we, said that? Have you ever said that or thought that? I have. Hand up. Yes. <laughs> if I could just win the lottery. The exercise of faith is this, Dave says. Most people who say that don't ever buy lottery tickets. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a real, that's a double. It's a, it, you know, uh, and, and if you've been in my office, I apologize already. Uh, I, I try not to laugh outwardly, but but the reality is, is we do say that. We, we say, oh, you know what? It would just all, you know, everything would be fine if I just you know, won the lottery. But of course, we never buy a ticket to win the lottery because, well, we're good Christian people and good Christian people don't buy lottery tickets, which again, makes me smile so much. God, it does, anyways. It, anyway, that's all, uh, it, that, we're not saying that, please. No, anyway. uh, do not stop listening now. It will be out of context and, and there'll yes. be some sound bite out there that says that, that, that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is um, there's this dynamic where in finances, we often do that, where we go, oh, if, if I just did this, all my, my troubles would go away, but then we don't go and do that, even if it is a good idea or something that we need to do. And, and I'm not saying that buying lottery tickets is a good idea. So we'll stop <laughs> with that right now. But what was interesting to me was that so many of us think that. And then I thought, said, my question to myself was, well, then who are we trusting? Of course. What are we trusting? We're actually trusting a lottery system. And if my son Justice were here, he went and looked up the stat about because he worked at a place where he sold lottery tickets. And um, I don't know, the chance of you get hit by lightning is far greater. Like, it was like you, you would need to be hit by lightning 660 some times. Oh, it was a it was big six, number. Yeah, hundreds. times. Before you'd actually ever win the lottery. Now, we often see these great lottery stories, and even lately, about the big wins Mm -hmm. and all of that. But anyway, the reason we're talking a bit about that is, you know, we're facing the reality of our finances, maybe, Mm -hmm. knowing we're in trouble, but we're thinking that a lottery ticket could help us. Mm -hmm. And I was in Proverbs 13 this week because I I actually did go look for financial verses this week. Dave, aren't you happy? I am very happy. Thank you. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, it says in Proverbs 13, verse 11, but he who gathers by labor will increase. The other translation is, he who gathers little by little will, um, oh, what's Makes where, it grow. Well, it makes it grow. Gathering money little by little makes it grow. And I thought, boy, do we need a shift in perspective? So today we're going to talk about some questions that you have asked us, especially regarding mortgages, because Dave's a mortgage agent. We're going to, I'm going to ask him some questions. He's going to bring some clarity and we're going to learn to be a little more patient. We're going to learn to get some perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was also thinking about the story of the storm and the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is asleep and they're panicked Mm -hmm. and they think that he's not paying attention. In fact, they say, wake up, wake up. How can you sleep? And Jesus is like, what are you guys so afraid of? He speaks to the storm and he doesn't go back to sleep, but he probably, if if that was you or me, he probably just tuck himself back in and go to sleep. But I was like, we are so afraid of things we don't understand. And we went through a story with our daughter this week. There's uncertainty about some things and that brings up fear. And you always say to me, oh, I'm afraid of things I don't understand. And if we just get some clarity and understanding. So we are hoping today 
to to speak um, some patience into your life, mm. some perspective into your life, right. to remind you that a quick win in the lottery um, isn't the truth of God for us, but um, gathering money little by little will grow. Mm. And if we're patient, and that's what any advisor um, investor will tell you to be make make choices, but be patient with the system of investment and the mm-hmm. way the world of investing works. So we just like, I just want to blow that peace and that mm-hmm. patience. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about mortgages, Dave, because, but well, you want to say and something. I was just going to say part of the reason that, that we're picking on mortgages this morning is, is that, uh, I mean, there's been lots of talk and lots of volatility and, and all of that, but the mortgage decision is in terms of cash flow, in terms of how we have a, uh, the the money to spend on a day by day that one line item for most of us is the top or one right. of the top three line items that we have that we go oh look at that like that's a lot of money that goes off of my paycheck right. every time it comes in that mortgage amount and of course it's an important thing it's the home we live in it's the place you know whether it's rent or whether it's a mortgage and we're going to talk specifically about the mortgage and it's payment. one of the four uh the main uh, what do you call that? We call the, that the four walls. The four right? walls. So. That's a four wall item. Whether it's a, I mean, we're talking about mortgages, but at your rent too. That's mm-hmm. a big. That's your biggest line item, likely in in your sto- financial story. So and it's a, and it's a big decision whether you're renting or whether you're um or whether you have a mortgage because it is a consistent. You know, and it's pretty important if you don't make that payment every month again, whether it's rent or whether it's mortgage. Um, a few months go by and, and you don't have a place to live. It's an important piece. It's also an important piece because if you spend too much on that, then some of the other things that you might want to do, some of the other things where you say, um, oh, I'd, you know, really like to do. Well, I can't because the only thing I can really afford to do is sit at home with one light on and, and maybe I'll have a Netflix. Uh, because the mortgage, your mortgage is because so high. It's, it's, such, it's sucking most of your income up. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's start with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were just talking about there and you just mentioned a missed payment. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, mortgage companies allowed people to put off their payments. So right. up to six months, I think it right. was. Um, can that be done now? Is that something that's done? And what does that do to my credit score? I'm asking you a bunch of mm-hmm. questions. How do, Let's just say, if we defer a mortgage payment, can I call the company and say, you know what, I'm really struggling. My husband just lost his job. Um, can we defer? Um, on that, and how then does that affect the rest going forward? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, my advice is always: if don't call me after you've missed the payment. That's a really difficult thing to to fix, if you will. It's uh, it's that proactive approach to say, listen, I'm in duress. Uh, I could make this payment, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make the next payment. Okay, then we can work with the lender. There are absolutely helps. There are ways that we can do that that don't affect your credit. There are ways that we can do that that as happened in the pandemic. I mean, that was not a new rule. That was a rule that was always there. 
And we just took advantage of it, or we did the kind of the Canadian population took advantage of it because of the uncertainty. Right. We went, okay, well, if I'm not sure I'm going to have my job in three weeks, I can defer that payment. So it's not a missed payment. It doesn't register as a missed payment. Essentially, what happens is, is you put that payment on the back end of the mortgage. So you're, you're, you know, you're going to pay a little bit of extra interest over the term of the mortgage. There are some consequences to deferring it, but those are very minimal compared to, I just missed a payment. So what happens if you don't contact the mortgage company and you miss the payment? What so happens just then? like any other debt that you have, it shows up as a missed payment on your credit report. Again, that can have a negative impact on your credit. But more importantly, down the road, um, when you miss a mortgage payment, any other bank or any other mortgage uh, company that's looking at lending you money for that mortgage is going to go, oh, okay, well, I want an explanation. What happened here? Um, why did you miss? And if it's one payment, there's grace for that. But if it's two or three payments, or if it's a consistent pattern of missed payments over the course of the year, mm. those lenders will just say, sorry, you're, you're too high a risk for us, and we won't lend you on the mortgage. And it narrows your your options. It uh, generally puts you in a position where you become a high-risk client, which means high-risk, high-rate. Um, and that means that, you know, you're compounding now. Um, you know, generally the people, when we miss a payment, uh, we're also thinking, oh man, now I have to pay a higher rate. So I get a double kind of penalty there because not only am I struggling to make ends meet, but now I'm going to pay a higher rate or I'm going to, I'm more, more of a risk and, and that compounds it. And that that's discouraging, but not, but, but it's real. It becomes the, the reality of, oh my goodness, um, I better be careful with the mortgage payment. So, you know, the bottom line there is, is anticipate that look ahead and say, if I'm going to miss a payment, whether it's rent or whether it's, it's mortgage payment and really take the initiative and call and say, listen, can we make an arrangement? And that would have that would mean we need to be aware of our situation. Like yeah. to be proactive, you have to have a certain amount of awareness. Like, mm -hmm. oh man, I'm going to be in trouble. How many months can you ask for a deferment? Is there a number? Um, you know, I, I mean, we saw that in COVID, where you know the the banks just basically advertised you have up to six months. Um, and, and that was, in a sense, there isn't a set number, there isn't a set thing, but the, the banks were really clear that, you know, if you ask for it, we'll just give you six months. And that essentially bought most people who took advantage of that the time they needed to figure out, okay, am yeah, I was getting a new on? job? Yeah. Am I not getting a new job? Am I back to work? Am I, have I figured out what, what is going to happen? And, and again, you know, somewhere between three and six months, most of the banks, um, sometimes they'll do it month by month in the sense that they'll say, oh, we'll defer. And if next year you can't call us back and we'll defer another one, um, sometimes they'll say we'll defer three. Again, there's a bit of a negotiation and there's part of it. Uh, and this is the part where calling and talking to, you know, us to say, 
okay, let's develop a plan. Why, mm. what's going on here? Because again, the mortgage payment is one of the most important payments all of us have, our rent and our mortgage. It's the one where, you know, again, statistically and ide- I guess ideologically, if I can say that, the banks know that you might miss a, a payment on your car. You might miss a payment with the credit card, but boys, oh boys, it's uh, you're in you're in some significant trouble if you're missing rent or if you're missing the because uh, the, like the, the you mortgage. said at the beginning, it is the core. It's, it is your shelter. You'll, 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 yeah. yeah, it's one of one yeah, of the you, things that we all want to have a safe, warm place to sleep. That would be the last place we'd want to miss, yeah. right? That yeah. we pay that first. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. If you have any questions, you can always call our office more than enough, uh, or you can go to more than enough.ca, connect with us there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just to get more information. If you find that you're in a position that that this might be helpful. I just want yeah, I just want to say, if you're in distress and and this is a place where you're like, okay, um, I don't know what to do, then let's let's get together and let's work out a plan. Let you know, reach mm-hmm. out um and and you know, having someone from the outside who you trust who can help, you know, sometimes that's a difficult decision. There's some difficult yeah. things that you have to navigate. And so, you know, coming up with a plan and part of that plan may be I just need some time. Well, that we can work with, but but there might be more going on, and sometimes we always can, is, you, yes. you didn't want to take the pain away, but it might only be for a month. And mm. and like what we do at More Than Enough in our coaching, we we want to look at your whole yeah. your whole plan and make a good plan with you. Okay, so um, some other questions that came in: What happens when the mortgage rate increases, which it is mm-hmm. for some of us on a variable rate? Does it affect our eligibility on renewal. What happens? Sure. I mean, absolutely. There's a couple things that happen. So number one um, is, is when you get to renewal um, for a lot of, a lot of us, and I'm going to include ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, the, 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 the interest rate is going to double. So, you know, five years ago, we were at the two and a half, you know, if you're on a fixed, you might be at a two and a half, three percent range. Now we're at six, six and a half, seven, you know, so you're going, okay, now, yes, I was paying down the mortgage over the last five years. So there's a lower amount, but I am going to pay a significantly higher interest rate. And so there are a number of things that we can do on renewal to help relieve that. There's a number of things we can restructure on renewal to, to But does help it do affect, that. like back to that question, does it affect their eligibility? Well, that's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> so, because in the end, um, it is more difficult. Um, you know, uh, again, the in 2016, the Government of Canada Institute across the board, a stress test, which is basically a, a qualifying criteria and so anybody who has a mortgage now actually qualified at a five or five and a half percent stress. So the rates we're seeing now, you actually qualified for those rates. According to the bank, you could afford the mortgage payment right. at a five and a half percent rate. So in a lot of ways, the distress, if it was just the mortgage rates that went up, there would be less distress what we've seen is, is it's not just the mortgage rates that went up. It was gas. It was groceries. It was the cost of everything has increased as well. So that's compounded this. Uh, but the stress test, go back to the question, still exists. 
except for now we we are stressing for an eight or a nine percent um interest rate and you know again we qualified at five now we're qualifying somewhere around eight percent right will the rates continue to go well that's a question only the lord knows but from a qualifying standpoint yes your purchasing power your borrow sorry your borrowing power has, is has, reduced right so you can't get as much because the interest rate is higher now there's a whole bunch income. of qualifiers right so you you may have increased your job over the last 5 years so you right. might actually be making more well, that might offset it. You may have accumulated a whole lot more debt. Well, then that's going to reduce your borrowing power. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of factors that we consider. But if we just look at the qualifying rate and what it, uh, in a sense, that stress test and how it comes into play, then yeah, it could be more difficult to qualify. So to answer his question or her question directly, yes, it does affect your eligibility the, but there's so, way more going on than just the increased rate. It, it yes. has to do with your own income. Is it increased or is it diminished? Is your debt greater or has it been reduced even? Maybe you've been paying down your sure. debt and you're in a better position. And, and one thing that I can say pretty definitively across the board, I'm not going to say 100%, but about 90% <laughs> of you that are listening, when you get to renewal, the current bank you're with is going to offer you a renewal. They're going to offer you, we want to keep you as a client, and they'll make you an offer. And that process does not take the, the stress test or any qualifying into account. You've been a good client. You've paid on time every time for the last, whatever your term was. We want to keep you as a client. So all you need to do is sign this piece of paper mm -hmm. and acknowledge that the rate has changed and this is what your new term looks like. So again, the, there's no fear here that you the bank will call the loan and you have nowhere else to go right. and you're going to lose your house because we come up for renewal and the interest rates have changed. That only happens if there are all of these other consequences or you've missed payments with the mortgage as we talked about earlier. A bank might say, well, you missed a whole bunch of payments. We no longer want to have you as a client. You need to go find somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, again, you let's go back. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll find a, a solution for you uh, one way or another because, well, that's what needs to happen. So, Okay. That was a great answer, actually. I hope that you guys are finding this helpful today. Um, there is ex there is a, a question. Face on. You've got a smiley face on. Literally. We both get we got literally smiley faces on. Okay, um, there has been a lot of fluctuation with the variable rate, mm -hmm. right? So um, yes, um, just in case anyone cares, we are experiencing a variable rate. We can be honest about that in our mm -hmm. own life yeah. um, for our mortgage. So it has gone up in 2022. I don't couple hundred dollars we're paying more um and this person who's asked the question if he'd known how much a fluctuation would do he's not sure he would have chosen a variable interest rate yeah. um and does there can, number one does there need to be more understanding for a variable interest rate and how does a client uh um uh homeowner know to go variable or fixed like why did we go variable Oh, that's a, there's a lot of questions in there. So first question <laughs> is, is um, um, 
is don't panic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the strategies that, that we talk about it more than enough in terms of our variable is the strategy called payment hedging. Um, and, you know, this goes back to the stress test. When we did the stress test, the, you know, essentially you did qualify for a five and a half percent mortgage. So that meant you could make those payments. So right. with payment hedging, what we did is, is we got the lower rate, but we voluntarily increased our payment to, to basically match um, and take advantage of that lower rate and overpay and take advantage just of the prepayment the rate, privileges. Just in case the rates would go Not up? Not just or? in case. We knew the, well, the rates, rates were going to go, go up. up. Yeah, okay. If you chose a variable rate in the last 15 years, the variable rate was going to go up. We because it was so low. We didn't know when. Yeah. We didn't know how much. We, you know, we didn't like to acknowledge <laughs> that it did, um, but we knew it was going to go up. So that strategy of payment hedging mm-hmm. is what we call. You increase the payment so that when it went up, it was a question of when. Then you could actually adjust your payment even down, or just wait until the payment comes to match yours, or till the interest rate increases the payment to match what you're already making. Right. So that does two things. It allows you to pay off a whole bunch of principal, right? So now your mortgage amount is less when the interest rate goes up because right. you've been overpaying, but you're also used to that payment. So it doesn't hurt as much. Uh, and, and of course, it allows you that uh, ability to, to flex a little bit with the payment that you can go, oh, okay, um, I'm not so impacted. In fact, uh, you know, I had uh, a couple of clients go, hey, uh, the 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 interest rate raise didn't really impact me a whole lot because I was doing the payment hedging and it only hmm. went up fifty bucks, which wasn't a big deal because I've been paying so much off right. on the principal. Right. Um, so if you took advantage of the payment hedging, which every variable rate client that I did in the last seven years. <laughs> Uh, I'm like 99% sure we had this conversation. If I didn't have this conversation with you, um, I, you know, call them that, that being said, uh, we only have a, a few minutes left. I know. Um, you know, when we talk about the variable rate, we have seen a significant increase in a short period of time. Don't panic. If you can hold on with the cash flow. We are anticipating that the variable rate is going to go down. Statistically, historically, all of the indicators say that, and even the Bank of Canada itself acknowledges that we were planning to overshoot what our target was. We're waiting to see how inflation reacts to that. We're waiting mm-hmm. to see a whole bunch of things. And if it reacts favorably, then we'll start to reduce the, the variable rate. So this is short-term pain. It is short-term pain. And if you've been on a variable rate previous to that, you've had the long-term gain, and now Mm -hmm. you're in the short-term pain part of it. So you do have two options. You can say, okay, I'm just going to lock in on the fixed rate, and I'm going to just take whatever it is, and then I know what the stable, consistent payment is going to be. And that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're like, "Mm, I think I want to ride out the wave and see what happens and you have the cash flow to do it. Yes, you may have to adjust your spending this year. Yes, you might have to not go on that holiday. And that would be hurt that, that, you know, you're going to have to make some changes to your cash flow to be able to accommodate Mm -hmm. the higher rate. Um, I'm, you know, the we are anticipating that those variable rates are going to come back down. Um, and when they do, again, you get to, to take advantage of the lower rate. 
And I'll end with this, um, just historical statistic. We look back over the last 25 years, the fixed rate and the variable, when we average them out and we compare the two, the fixed rate on average over the last 25 years was about 5.7%, and the variable rate was about 4.5%. So the variable rate traditionally is lower than the fixed and we're almost at the end of the show. So if you're riding the variable rate, you have the cash. Stay there. If you don't, locking in, it does make sense. And, you and can, it's your decision. And it is really your decision. Yeah. Don't look back and regret as the, 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 the question answered. Nobody could have known this. Nobody you could have not anticipated. But the mm-hmm. thing you can impact, you want to impact. And that's overpaying. And we're at the end of the show. Rob. I know. I'm sorry. There's so many okay. things we could talk about. But um, I... Thank you for all this information. If you have any questions, please call more than enough. Please make an appointment. If you're nervous or concerned, we don't want you to stay in fear and we want to encourage you not to panic. God is with you. And Lord, we just thank you that you are with us today on this journey, of even of trusting you in our finances today. So we thank you for this time. Thanks, Dave. And thanks to Brent and the people at Crosspoint Financial. And thank you. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.